Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, Facebook Live, YouTube podcast listeners, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, Randall. Welcome. What's up? What's up, dude? <laughs> like, How you doing? Oh, it's great. <laughs> Life's a little busy right now. <laughs> uh, I, f- I figured as much, and I was like, uh, I told Matt, I was like, I should shoot Jay a text. Uh, let's see if he's jumping in here. Yeah, well, we we added a new kid to the mix, you know. So I saw this that. Is little, this is a little butthead right here. I saw that. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I'm keeping him in here with me, and ah, that was probably not a good idea at all. <laughs> Jay's gonna be getting scratched up all <laughs> evening. Yeah. I like. I yeah, like he it. Is. He's like, there's so much <laughs> stuff in here to screw around with. <laughs> Right on, man. Uh, what's new, brother? Haven't uh, haven't talked to you in a minute. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Same old, same old, I guess. You know, just getting the store together and stuff and getting ready to buckle down and get a new job, whatever that may be. Oh, oh man. Life problems. Life problems, yeah, bro. Pretty much. Pretty much. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, if you guys are tuning in, uh, feel free to hit that share button down in the lower left-hand corner. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. We got Matt Souders in the house, one of our very own, and uh, one of the newest PNF familiar members. 
Mr. Matt, how are you doing, sir? Up, I am living the dream. What's going on, Jay? Say, you already, know. <laughs> already got it. Yeah, I'm about to say, I already got a chance. We were talking to Brian before, and I was like, man, I just woke up from uh, from a nap like 10 minutes ago. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to get this started. Don't know what Jay's doing. I was like, I don't yeah. know, man. Just off yeah, the like the, lane or something. I got like the crappiest laptop. This thing's got to be like 10 years old, too. I should upgrade it. Takes like three hours for it to load, you know, boot up. Oh, you know, so it happens. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're all high tech here, man. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's 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 <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, I'm sitting here in front of uh, I think my laptop's like six and a half years old with a Amazon ring light, and this is the nicest thing I have is this <laughs> blue Yeti mic that I got off Amazon. That's like, you know. So, yeah, nice. my uh, my room's pretty much a budget setup, but it works. <laughs> this is yeah. what I'll give you guys a little ins uh, a little inside because they don't see it on uh, the final cast with me and Brad. But like I was telling him, I was like, I give that old creepy man vibes off with the basement because it looks great until yeah. you look this way, and it's the pit of doom. And then <laughs> oh, you look man. this way, and it's just random crap. Like it's just so I just have to be like perfect centered so you can't see the baby stuff in the corner and like wrong way. There it's you like go. all, nope, all you much. need is like an all you need is like an echo and like a some kind of a water drip in the background and you you'd have it covered. <laughs> yeah, I thought about getting like a little like a, a rat that runs on a string or something behind yeah. me. The yeah, occasional, just, you know, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just like grab <laughs> grab some baits and throw it yeah. at it. Like shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what uh just because we're talking about my weird basement my wife uh wanted to get a ma mannequin from work to sell clothes and stuff sure that that she still hasn't sold any clothes with so i had this mannequin that sits in my basement and i got the great idea of putting a hat on it and then like my like western hunting setup on it so i have a backpack and everything on it and i forgot it was there today walked down here i about died <laughs> so <laughs> like <laughs> I walked around the corner, <laughs> didn't turn the light on, and I just saw creepy person. And I was like, nice. This is where I die. My nice. <laughs> Drip. Oh, man. We, Drip. We, we, got some, we got some of the other uh, PNF members in here. We got uh, Armando, Chris, Mr. Hicks. Mr. Hicks. That guy's a loser. Yeah, well, he's your co host, bro. Just saying. Still a loser. He's been on my coattails my whole life. <laughs> well well let's let's start with that man let's let's get some background on you like where you're from uh how you got into fishing and kayak fishing and all that good stuff man uh so dayton area uh grew up with old bradley hicks for like my entire life um fishing kind of like a lot of people wait a minute wait a minute we gotta we gotta stop there has what? he always been as awkward as he is in present day Used care. to be worse. Used to be worse. <laughs> used to be worse. Wow. Like yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's like I've never, I never see it as like awkward Brad or anything, because like he just said uh, in the comments, everyone Brad said Matt's like my own brother, and it is. I mean, we were together. I think he's two or three years older than me, but we were always together doing the same stuff all the time, listening to the same screamo hardcore music and getting judged by everyone in the early mid two thousands. And then we got an apartment together and yeah, he was, he was, he was awkward. Um, and it used to be like just 
hilarious. Like that's all it was. Like I didn't think it was awkward. I thought he was just being funny. Yeah. And he's still like that. And he just what's <laughs> awesome about old Richard Hicks is uh Richard Hicks, that's right. Richard Hicks, yeah. Dick, Dick Hicks. Hicks. Dick Hicks. <laughs> what's great about him is it's not that he's like awkward like accidentally or on purpose. He just doesn't he doesn't care. Like like Jay, okay. That's yeah. just how it is. He doesn't <laughs> care. Like when we were we go do anything, like, hey man, you want to get something to eat? I don't care. Okay, well, I'm gonna go on a speedway and get some neat. Okay, all right, whatever, cool. That's where we're going, and I we just go. So, I think so. I think uh, this whole show is just gonna be changed over to uh, let's figure out why Brad's so awkward, dude. I don't know. It's a mystery, but it works for him because it's a funny to be around him because he makes other people awkward. If you don't know him, they'll sure. like sit there and he just won't talk which is great. And they'll say a question. He'll be like, what's your opinion on this? Oh, I don't care. Yeah. And then you start talking care. about fishing and he doesn't shut up, which is awesome. Oh yeah. Same with yeah, me. Yeah. Like, sure. That's, that's how I am now. I go out and I'm like, if we're not talking about fishing, like with you guys, I can cut up, but like people I don't know, it's like, eh. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Brad's and in the put, chat. He says his wife's listening. She said she wants to join the show to talk about how awkward I am. I mean, I'll send her the link right now, dude. Oh, right my God. That'd be funny. That's the thing, too. Like, <laughs> his wife is the sweetest lady. Like, yeah, I remember we went out there, like, slept on their couch. She made us yeah. some awesome cake balls. And, dude. like, I'm, I'm like, man, why? How did this wonderful woman gets stuck with such a weirdo i know i'm Dude, thinking you know the, I, the word short straw comes to me <laughs> oh i i thought the same thing he brings he brings her back to the apartment one time and i'm like she's talking i was like in my head i'm like this she's way too nice for him like what's going on like i'm not gonna be like like i'm not gonna say anything because i don't want to ruin brad's chances here and then i found out she is probably the best baker i've ever met oh yeah, uh, yeah. i've been eating like nonstop cookies, snickerdoodles, yeah. and I've been munching on a banana nut bread for like two weeks. Like I'm on the last <laughs> slice, so I have to go get more of them now. Like I, it's oh, dude. I remember cake balls. Yeah, cake balls, dude, dude. I've had her cake balls too. She doesn't do the cake balls as much anymore because she's branched out, and I think it was a, yeah. a good step in the right direction because sure, know, it's fantastic. I haven't had right. one bad thing yet. So yeah, I heard all right, got we, got we got sidetracked. We got sidetracked. We're we're not we gonna did. we're not gonna totally kill Hicks. No, we go to Brad. Where Let's go? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a that'll be a proper after hours show, I think. Yeah. Just let's we'll just ambush him. That's what we yeah, should do. Right, like right. an intervention. Like a, yeah, I was just gonna say an intervention. <laughs> intervention. Get him to come out uh, of his shell. So, <laughs> so you're from Ohio. You grew yeah. up with Brad. So yeah. How'd the fishing come into play? So fishing was, it's kind of like everybody else out there. Not everybody, but a lot of people grew up with my dad going fishing and he wasn't a huge fisherman. It was just like, Hey, I fished with my dad. You're going to, we're going to go fish. And it would be, I remember we had a giant like catfish set up that he put little live bait on. I catch bluegill on and uh, it kind of morphed from that into when I was, a, I don't know. 11 or 12 i started fishing with a couple of my buddies and his dad had a boat so we went out and did some youth tournaments and stuff around here at like caesar's creek stuff like that that's cool yeah and that was awesome um i learned how to like use a fish finder at a young age and it was one of the old you know like we have the tech now 
that shows me where the fish and what's not what not is and uh it's just it was cool to learn that way and get competitive in it and then kind of stopped fishing not totally but competitively for a few years living with brad like i'm the one who me and my buddy abram actually took brad one time to go bank fishing at night which was a terrible thing we almost died like eight times because we were (laughs) in caesar's creek park uh trying to go down some sketchy stairs next to the dam where we pretty i'm pretty sure sure we saw like some homeless people or a ghost or something that i don't know it was just a sketchy night uh and we got ran off by like dnr like twice but anyway uh did that and then kind of fell into a kayak when i was in the marine corps i was selling a laptop and it was an ascend 128 and uh this dude was like I'll trade you a, la- or a kayak for it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. So I traded a kayak, got it, and been doing it ever since. That was 2015. So Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, and uh, shout out to you, man. Thank you for your service. I know uh, you, you served overseas and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, yes. Fun times. I'll never give it or uh, look back on it and never regret it. Um, my knees and my back probably do, but I don't. Sure. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Right on. So you get into the kayak after you get back home, man, and it's just been kind of downhill ever since, it seems like. Oh, yeah. It was – I uh, kind of fell into it, and I used the kayak when I was down there. Like any downtime I had, there was uh, a little river that ran – I want to say – I, I, I want to say it was the new river because that runs that runs all the way down um but it ran through like urban jacksonville to where i dump in and it was just like the my getaway time like that's what fishing became to where i could de-stress not worry about anything else my mind kind of blanked out sure. which was awesome because you know there's obviously with all the good stuff in the military there's always you know the negative stuff so i was able to get away from that and then me and my buddy jordan would go out and we fish in his little sun dolphin uh it's like the little two-man boats also known as the big kayak i'm pretty sure the new 133x or like the unlimited or bigger than that boat was yeah um get chased by gators and all that fun crap (laughs) and uh (laughs) i got stories of that too but anyway um it was just a way to get away. And then, yeah, it was downhill. Like I got home, I got out and then sold that kayak, got into a top water. One Oh six was in that for like, I don't know, eight months, got into a big fish. One twenty was in that for like eight months. And then I got into the bonafide RS one seventeen. I've been in that since. Uh, yeah very similar to uh brad hicks he doesn't keep a boat longer than six months just saying <laughs> well i mean you're 100 right uh i've i've i got really comfortable in the rs but i got that uh i think i got that summer of last year late summer yeah, yeah, and yeah. my p127 is in the state and i go pick it up like monday or tuesday so that's oh, another nice. like nine month boat so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i know you're running the xi3 on your rs 11.7 which is oh yeah it's pretty slick man the way you got that set up um you know i floated in one of those for a while and i i loved it for mm-hmm. just fishing the river here you know are you gonna throw the motor on the p127 i haven't decided yet i've been talking to shane a little bit um 
from the Bass Thumbs podcast. Old Lemon. Yeah, Old Lemon. I was talking to him because he runs the salt water on it, but I was telling Brad, and I said it on like our show a couple weeks ago, I was like, Maddie's getting a little fatty, so Maddie needs to pedal. And uh, <laughs> so I'm probably going to pedal for a while, and then uh, I might put a new port on it because I think that would okay. be... At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com hits for the river because i could hit a log and not like die so yeah yeah Yeah, the newport man it's it's slick man Uh, obviously you guys got a podcast coming out uh next week thursday and we kind (laughs) of talked about some favorite things from this year so far and i hopped on there for a minute and that was definitely one of my highlights of the year so far like i i love that thing man oh yeah i mean it it looks awesome um but yeah, I'm just, I don't know yet. The P127 is such a, it's my first pedal boat. So okay. I don't know, maybe I'll just fall in love with pedaling and not want a motor until we go back to Dale Hollow and I want to die after going so far. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah. So Dude, I did Kentucky I Lake in a Goose HD and paddling was like four miles out and four miles back. And, oh, you know, I mean, oh. it was so much fun. <laughs> No. Oh, I, yeah, that's the word for it is fun. I remember last yeah. year at Dale Hollow, I was in the Big Fish and I had a uh, Minn Kota on the rear of it and I like rigged up my foot controls and I felt all fancy. And then Jimmy was uh, pedaling and he came out. He's like, yeah, I'm, I got to go find somebody's boat with a motor. I'm dying because he was going around <laughs> video everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Maybe yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Old Jimmy. Now he's got the new port now too. He yep. just got one. Yeah. You gonna, if yeah. you get, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm running the Torquedo no, Four Three, the the yeah. OG. You know, but it works good. Are you gonna run a Rock Art on there since you're gonna be in Rivers? Probably. Um, I'm keeping the RS, so I'm not actually. There's the difference between me and Brad. Brad gets a kayak falls in love with it and a new guy comes out and he just sells it and gets the new one. I'm yeah. keeping the RS because the P127 is a, a big old girl. So I might take it on the river one time and be like, I don't want to do this no more. I just want to drag the RS and I'll just keep, and that'll become the river boat. It's already banged up anyway. And it's got a keel guard on it and it's meant for the river. I mean, originally it's what it's meant for. So I might end up just doing that and having two boats and be a little bougie, but I don't know yet. We'll find out. I mean, it. I got two Go boats, but I only use one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The other it's like I'm using the other my one. on its side most of the time, and I'm using the yeah. Frontier. I got a brand new <laughs> Unlimited in my garage that I got last fall, and it hasn't even touched the water. 
but <clears throat> Lord, that that's going to change come hunting season, though. That'll be I was hunting about to say, vessel. The other that's one what I was set up for fishing. Yeah, I was literally going to say, "It's like, well, you have a perfect uh, duck blind boat then, because." Yeah, I mean, it, well, and it's nice too because if I got somebody that comes up and I need a spare boat, like Jay, maybe I'll let him use it. But um, <laughs> at least I got that option here. You know what I mean? But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that was the sole purpose why I got I picked up two. Um, the other one didn't come in till like almost the end of duck season, so I was just like, ah, and it sat in the garage. So, but it is nice to have that like. I don't have to strip down my fishing kayak to go out kayak hunting. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, that's super nice. That's another thing. The RS might end up just being as a duck blind boat. Um, okay. Cause where I duck hunt here, I don't a, there's a couple lakes I could duck hunt and put a motor on, but I probably get shot cause they have blinds all over the place and I'll just get shot and I'll die. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'd rather not get like three shot picked it out of my butt or anything. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But there's one lake, it's no motor, it's small. No one duck hunts it except for me. Like me and my buddy, like four other dudes. And I mean, when I went last year, we limited out accidentally on six wood ducks a pop. And nice. uh, we did that in an hour and a half. They just were, oh, there were so many of them. So, but that's a no motor lake and no electric motor, like period. You can't have anything. So the RS might be a good little option for that. Um, sure just duck blind it up and then hit some different spots nice nice yeah that's the thing you're you just duck hunt or you deer hunt too i deer hunt too um yeah, yeah i deer hunt too there's actually two spots this year i i'm hunting i've got cam set up where i have to kayak to get to them so that's where the the p127 will probably come and play just because the rs while it's a great boat and has a higher weight capacity my luck i'd get like the record typical or something and sink and die so <laughs> i don't i don't want that to even be a possibility so yeah the, that's where the, and i don't want to paddle with a, a big old stud ski on the back so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun seeing how i can rig that out to get because i saddle hunt so i can get in with just really a backpack pretty much and wear my saddle and pfd and then uh get back out and drag the deer out so let's hope that goes well we'll see it's my first year kayak hunting for deer so nice nice no it's cool man it's it's something that a lot of people are getting into especially around public land you know it's uh it's pretty slick oh yeah i mean ohio we're known we've got some great deer we just have some i mean we don't have a ton of public like a lot of your really good areas is all private so everyone fights for every square inch of public land so if i can find like two islands i know of in a public park i'm not saying anything because people will start looking um no one hunts it one other guy did last year but he's like yeah i got my deer you can go this year i won't go back so i'm pretty much gonna have the whole island to myself and nice. he yeah i've already got some pretty good picks so i'm pumped that's weird because uh, I know when I looked on Onyx, it seemed like there was a decent amount of public land in Ohio, especially around like your guys's area, or like There's, a little south, like towards Cincinnati and like Cowan Lake and all that. Yeah, so if you look down there, there's there's a lot of. There's a lot of public land, but there are a ton of hunters and a lot of people come from all the surrounding states to hunt Ohio, too. Hmm. So they're hunting all that public land. 
uh, I'm real traditional when it comes to hunting to where if I see a stand, I won't set up near the stand. I sure. the guy's put, he's put his time in. I'm not going to come up on his stuff. And, you know, I don't want to blow out a deer that he's been catching cams on. Just, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. So that's what you'll go out there. And I mean, last year it took me, I went down to, uh, way down South and, uh, it's a, a pretty big forest we have here that stretches like eight counties. And, it took me 45 minutes to get somewhere where I couldn't see a stand. So right on. Yeah. Right on. I like it. I like it. Jay, you've you been putting in some time on them boots scouting areas out down in Tennessee, or are you just been casually no. walking through the woods? I mean, no, <laughs> uh, actually there's a place I went mountain biking uh, earlier today and oh. you can actually hunt there. And, and I saw a tiny little deer. <laughs> like and yeah. all I could think was, oh my god, they are tiny here. I was like, oh man. yeah, yeah. You know, I can but, tell yeah, you, I, I mean, hunted. And, yeah, when I was in North yeah. Carolina, they just looked like small dogs or big dogs. Like they were tiny, so small. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and I think even when I was a bride, like we saw some deer like crossing the road once, and they are all super tiny. But uh, what I am discovering though is the ticks are horrible out here. Oh, I had a man. tick in me today, like when I came home. I I took a shower and everything, and I and then I was like scratching my leg, and I was like, "Oh shit, oh, oh oops, let it slip." But uh, and then I was like <laughs> totally worried because I was like, "Is this a Lone Star tick? Like, what is this thing? It was so damn tiny." And I was able to pull it out with its head, but I mean, I'd use a phone to like pull, like to be able to see it, to be able to pull it out. It was Ugh. so tiny. Oh, is that small? So, dude, it's like yeah. But there's like there's tons of ticks out here, man. So that's the only thing that's kind of freaking me out. So I guess I just gotta hey. like take it yes. seriously, you know. So next month I'll probably skip stopping at your place on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean they're not in the house, you know. But I it was just weird. I like I didn't really go in. I was on the trails and just ended up with one on me, you know. I mean, I where did know. you pull that tick off? Was it in your house? No. Well, I mean. It was on yeah. me, but yeah, uh, but I discovered uh, it. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, and I was like, oh, this sucks. I was like, great. And then I'm like, I, I like meat. I don't want to stop eating meat. I hope this is one of them. That's what I was going to ask. You know, is that the tick that like makes you allergic to eat meat? Yeah. Whatever? And I don't even know if it, I don't even know if that's what it was because it didn't have the white speck on it, but it was like tiny and red and kind of had the same body style that uh because I, I immediately started looking stuff up i was like oh great i was like that's all i need you know and I'm, then i'm reading up on like how it affects everybody i'm like i, I don't need this i was like i still got yeah to free there. i was yeah. like, like i'm gonna have to give it away <laughs> i must say i literally told my wife two two years ago i want to say is when not whenever they came out and people started like talking about it i told her i was like if i get bit by a tick and i can't eat meat just know that i'm um not gonna be around yeah. much longer. I'm not living my yeah. life like that. I know. So. Yeah, I know. Right. Turned you a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I ain't, I ain't, I I can't do that. You know? I can eat. I eat like an orange. I eat one of those little cuties like every now and then, and that's the extent of my veggies. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's tick season for sure, man. Guys, gals out there, you know, if you're walking through tall grass to get your boat put in the or your kayak put in the water you know be be conscious of it and uh definitely oh, check yeah. yourself every time you get back home um i know we talked to 
Aaron Steiger, and I know he's still having some underlying issues from yeah. Lyme that disease. Lyme's oh. disease and stuff yeah. like that. And I think I just saw Dwayne Wally uh, had a real bad tick bite and was at home recouping. Yeah, so. you get it. I mean, I circled it with a permanent marker, so I know where I got bit. So if there's like a red dot that starts showing up, uh, you know, if you catch it early, though, you'll be fine from what I hear and read. So, I mean, yeah. if it ends up happening. Of course, if it's the other one, they said within two to six hours, you would already know because you would start to have the side effects like from eating like meat. And it's not all kinds of meat either. It could be some people it's just red meat. You know, some people it's all meat. So, I mean, you could still be eating fish and chicken, but you can't like do hooved animals or whatever. And yeah, that's not the life road. for me. <clears throat> no. So if you if you fall out of your chair, we should call nine one one and send them to your house. Is what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. You know. I think just hey. for the rest of this podcast, yeah. just get some bacon, yeah. just eat it, just so we know you're not yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, we're joking about it now, but I was like having a little uh, inner monologue, like earlier, going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man <laughs> well one oh. one thing i wanted to touch on with you tonight matt is like i know you're a huge jdm guy and like i don't i just don't understand it i don't so like i i, I mean i know there's guys out there that like that's all they care about you know so yeah i mean for for those that may not know who are watching or listening like what is jdm and why why so jdm is stands for japanese domestic market and it's basically think of like your american tackle companies like strike king lose and all that but all japanese so biwa mega bass shimano daiwa which those are here too but there's a whole nother rabbit hole of jdm shimano and daiwa stuff over in japan um but i don't i don't know why so here's like bait wise like for instance this is biwa they sell you can get that in the u.s too but i got these from across the pond and it's just you know a regular old crawl style trailer bait thing and it looks like i'm strike king could make this and whatnot and there's nothing necessarily better about this bait other than i personally feel like i catch more fish when i use jdm stuff uh the action seems to be a little bit better. The plastics they use tend to be a little bit softer. So you get more action out of it. Uh, real wise all day Shimano's JDM market makes Shimano's American market look bad. It's just, it's their reels just are smooth. Very little maintenance goes into them. They last forever. They outcast a lot is of my the, domestic. Is it the noise they make? The zzz? I'm talking about the MGLs. Uh, <laughs> DCs have been so DCs when they hit the US market, I wasn't like, oh my God, it's got a computer chip in it. Cause I've had them for like, I bought my first Metanium for like 800 bucks on eBay from Japan right when I got back from deployment. Uh, that reel, if anyone is listening, watching from Jacksonville, North Carolina, if you go right down the road from the Osprey Club where that, where the river is, if you go straight down, it's about 30 feet, it's still there on a uh, St. Croix legend rod. If you want to get it, feel free. There's gators there. You'll die, but you can try. Uh, <laughs> you should send jigging, uh, jigging with Jordan down there. 
Oh, send man. him a letter and be like, hey, man, go get that. <laughs> no, dude, I remember that happened. It, it was my first JDM reel and everything, and I text my buddy who's uh, <clears throat> he's a, in the Marine Corps uh, Marine Recon. So basically they scuba, fall out of perfectly good airplanes and all that fun crap. And I was like, hey, man, you got your scuba stuff? And he's like, I mean, yeah. He's like, can you come get a rod and reel for me? And he's like, where? And I sent him, he's like, no. There's gators there. I'm not doing that. I'm like, I was like, well, we see gators all the time. We're in the field and we go through swamps and stuff. He's like, that's different. We're getting paid to do that. I'm, I'm not doing this for you for free. I was like, I'll pay you. He's like, yeah, it's not worth it. I was like, whatever, man. So yeah, it's still there. Uh, I, I guarantee you it probably still works. I found I've, I've dropped a rod here with a reel on it for about two months uh, and went back and found it during hunting season at the same lake we were talking about. And I found it and it still works and it's sitting on my desk over here waiting for a rod to get put on it it's awesome. uh this past weekend dude i was out fishing and dragging a shaky head and like i'm like ah i must have weeds or something hung up on there so i start reeling up and i'm like oh i got some a-holes line you know they left like a freaking mile long piece of line so i grab it off my shaky head i start pulling it and then i see a bobber and then i'm like oh <laughs> there must be like a stick on the other end of this right no, it was a St. Croix medium light, like uh spinning rod and reel combo. And I was just like, there so I, I wiped <laughs> it down like it and it it's probably probably was in there for a couple of weeks, you know, because you could see like where the uh, thread wraps on the eye guides and stuff was like kind of mm-hmm. turning that foggy white. I gave it to my nephew. I was like, ah. you know, dude, the water provides. It does. It takes away, but it provides. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, I just, I, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, you know, I got some mega bass vision one tens and one ten plus twos and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And those are $25 jerk baits. And I'm like, do they really make that big of a difference? You know? Yes, they do. And they do. do. They do. Um, I'm not disagreeing, not disagreeing, (laughs) but um i don't know man i've just never understood buying like the 800 reels and all that crap so i've bought i've bought one of those brad in the comments is saying showed the cover scat uh all my cover scats are in my boat right now so i can't show you the cover scat but the cover scat is the perfect example of jdm baits it literally looks like a piece of poop looks like goose poop that you'd find but you oh my god that thing catches so many fish for no reason other than it's just it is the way it is and it, oh, dude, it's so good. Um, but the $800 reels, like I bought one and then all my other stuff, eBay is a great tool. Um, we did a show on it, I think a yeah. month and a half ago. Uh, yeah. YG Japan, I get my reels through him, uh, directly from Tokyo, dude ships to the US in like two days, which is magical to me. And uh, you get them at a crazy discount. So, like the $800 reel you're talking about, the Antares DC, I've got one of those. I didn't pay $100 for it. I paid like three because you just got to find the deals. Um, sure, sure. And when you go over there, they're not that expensive either. I've got I've got two buddies who are stationed in Oki right now that basically go out to the tackle shops in Okinawa, send me pictures, be like, hey, do you want anything? And then they ship it back to me. So, so do you ever ask it- your buddies if they see Mr. Miyagi over there? <laughs> Uh, I did one time and it was during like one of the hottest weeks they had and they had like a tsunami come through. And I said, I was like, did you see me as Mr. Miyagi fighting the tsunami off? And they both, 
<laughs> said some choice things to me and it was a bad conversation because they had to deal Sorry. with it. <laughs> <laughs> had to throw had to, had to throw the karate kid reference in there why not so so is that like an is that like an import price i mean so i'm kind of thinking of like well like how bikes go right so if you mm-hmm. go if you buy a bike from a from a big box store you're not getting the good bike you're getting like the okay welds you know the heavier metals and all that and then you go to a, you know a bike shop and you're getting like premium um is there i mean is there something to that yeah. yeah, so like for instance, just because I've got eight reels sitting over here not doing anything, this is the coveted US reel that makes noise, the Crowd DC. Uh if you look, Brad, for example, he got the Scorpion MGL, um, which is that red reel he was posting that he's fallen in love with. They make the Scorpion DC, which is the Corrado body. It's identical to this, same braking system the whole nine but the bot or the whole thing just feels premium like you said so it's as i just break the reel but uh it feels <laughs> it, it the bearings are nicer it's smoother the gearing's nicer and i don't know if it's like maybe that plays into it and maybe it, i've always thought maybe it's just in my head like oh this is jdm mm-hmm. it's a nicer product but if you really tear them down like you get like with Shimano, like the technology in this reel that came and hit the U.S. two years ago is came out in 2000. The DCI-4 came out, I think, in 2015 in Japan. So okay. we're getting tech way later than they are. So when I go JDM market mm-hmm. and I buy the brand new Scorpion DC, the 21 Scorpion DC, that's the latest and greatest in Shimano's tech at that time. Um, so you're basically jumping the line and waiting for it to hit the u.s well i remember when we did that podcast with the the dude from doomsday tackle you know he was mm-hmm. talking about that like we're always a couple years behind what they're fishing over in asia japan mm-hmm. all that stuff like they they have a lot of newer technology compared to what we have over here it's almost like asia japan whatever is like the test market and then it finally comes to the states almost and that's because all like you know i remember in that podcast he's like basically like abu garcia like shimano daiwa like that stuff's almost all made in the same facilities so to speak yeah which you know you look at it yeah it's kind of crazy they just all have different molds and throw different parts and pieces and stuff in there but you know, I could see that, like, you know, the because I've seen some of the mega bass style jerk baits um, that were you hold them side by side and the profile of the body looks the same. But just the overall um, make of them seems better, the the mega bass versus like the the blanks or something that you can get in the states oh we got richie all fired up he said jdm oh, swim yeah. baits all day yeah. all day <laughs> all day I'm don't get that. richie started on swim baits we'll be here for the next four hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you're right when you talk about the blanks because you can buy vision 110 blanks because they lost the u.s patent couple years ago so their their blanks have flooded the market sure which isn't i mean a bad thing because you can like dark corner custom baits he's the one who paints like for instance as i just stab myself in the finger with this he painted this for me and he paints a lot of my other 
bigger swim baits and they're just blanks off of something else. Um, but you know, he paints some awesome designs that rival mega bass in quality and look, but yeah, if you take that blank and you put it next to a mega bass blank, you can tell there's still something different about it to where it could be the same sure. blank, but it's maybe it's how it was molded or how it was, uh, how the ball bearings are put into it or something along those lines. It just makes it feel better or more different. Premium. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy, man. Like I know a lot of guys that they just get super jazzed up and excited about all this JDM stuff. And I've never completely understood it. I've read a lot about it and, you know, heard some guys talk about it, but yeah. yeah once you make the, the dive, that's when, you it get all goes like downhill. that's oh it is like I, i'm not as bad with tackle as i used to be but i used to like not buy anything from bass pro or cabela's or anywhere unless i had to have it i would just order from tackle warehouse or uh the asian port fishing portal order baits from there and stuff and just get nothing but jdm stuff sure um which is weird because if you look at though those countries out east where all the Asian countries, they like bass is looked as an invasive species there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like in Japan, there's only three lakes. You're legally allowed to fish for bass. If you catch them in any other waterway, you're supposed to take them out. Like we do with Asian carp and kill them, which is crazy to me because mega bass, Shimano, Daiwa, all those companies are there, but they're really geared there. They're geared toward uh trout and salt and stuff like that. That's why all, most of Shimano's reels can do fresh and salt water because that's sure. what they're geared for. So, well, I mean, this will make you cry. That's pretty much what they do up in Idaho with the smallmouth. You know, oh. like it's an invasive species, and they just they just don't care. They just pull I, them out. Uh, I hate it. I know they See, do that in Washington too. I was well, talking to Brad a, about it. Yeah, it's the oh. same thing with walleyes too, man. Like they were, <laughs> I forget what show it was or that I was watching, and they were like throwing walleyes on the bank, and they're like, "That's a trash fish." And the dude was like, what are you talking about? What is wrong with you? We are going to eat one of those. It is going to change your mind. And then the dude yeah. was like, that is not a trash fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't. I mean, it's like that with carp for us here, like especially Asian carp. Like I've caught Asian carp and I can't bring myself like I know they're super invasive, but I can't bring myself to like just like that one video that was going around last year. This dude was just grabbing it and throwing it uh, at a rock, just speared it off a rock. I can't bring myself to do that, but like I hate them. But then you learn like all these trout states. That's where it's at. It's the trout states. They kill smallmouth yep. and all this stuff. And it just yep. pisses me off. <laughs> Brad said walleye are overrated fight wise. <clears throat> and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on that unless it's a big one like. Yeah. If it's a big one, you'll get some head shakes and some digs. But like, if it's like, you know, twenty-two or under, it's like reeling in a wet sock. But yep, it <laughs> tastes it tastes like filet mignon. So, I mean, that they, they, that's a that's one about one of the only fish I'll actually eat. So I'm not a huge fish guy, but I'll eat walleye and crappie and then deep fried cat. I hate catching catfish, but if it catches it and deep fries it, then I'll eat it. But sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say uh, carp isn't so I'm bad. Not... We've had I've had carp before. Oh, you know? I don't know. It's not. I mean, I don't know. Like, like you know, Illinois, they had you know bow fishing's huge. You know, obviously for the carp. So, but mm-hmm. they have the uh, they have a festival every year, and um, they like show everybody how to fillet them and and do all this stuff. Yeah, and it wasn't bad. I mean, I'm 
I, I was the same way too. And I'm like, wait, this is a white flaky fish. Like this is interesting. Yeah. You know, if, cooked, I mean, if it's right. done right by people who know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it so, looks easy I mean, to the guys doing it, you know, so. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> so uh, there's, there's two comments two comments and i want to get to this one first because i always see hicks post this everywhere i love deep fried smallmouth he's just trying to pick fights and get people all riled up but just troll but yeah but story for you story time with uncle brian here um scott the guy we started paddling finn with um he was up in canada and his his father-in-law they would take a a yearly trip up there and uh he was like uh can i keep us he asked the guide can i keep a small mouth for the shore lunch i've never had one want to try you know and the guy's like yes they were fishing this lake that was abundantly full with small mouth and he's like yes please keep one keep two whatever and you know, I'll fry it up. And he's like, you know, his father-in-law's like, ah, oh, that tastes like like, what are you doing? This and that. So what he did is he had the guide put a piece of smallmouth and a piece of walleye on the plate, gave it to his father-in-law, you know, and the father-in-law the whole time's like, oh, I don't want to taste that garbage smallmouth. Don't put that on my plate. It's oily and nasty and blah, 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 blah. So he eats it. And he said the smallmouth piece tasted better than the walleye piece. So I think if you don't know, like, and I'm not trying to tell people to go out and slaughter a bunch of smallies, but please don't do that. Please. Every time Brad (laughs) brings that up, I always think about that story because I I don't think I've ever had smallmouth, but if you're in a place like Idaho, Canada, like where you you're in a lake that there's, thousands upon millions of freaking smallmouth and you keep one that's your right right you know so i mean just it's, i'm i'm not going to argue that's your right to do i mean that's that's part of I, I i we can go on and on about what i think is odnr needs to change some laws but that's your right if you don't do it, it's kind of like deer right so if you don't hunt deer they'll overpopulate same with smallmouth yeah. overpopulate and they'll start damaging the ecosystem instead of keeping it healthy so if you if you want to eat them that's great I just don't want to see it or hear about it yeah. just because I look at it as nothing but a, a sport fish. Sure. Um, sure. 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 Which I mean, I in most know. respects, some guys, most guys do, you know, and especially when you look at how long it takes a small mouth to get to, like I saw Brad in there, you know, again, trolling, 
you know, he's <laughs> he caught some 20s and like I think it's something like 15, 18 years to get to 20 inches for a small it takes a, it takes a hot minute. And if they hit, you can usually tell when you see a, a 20 incher, they're usually older fish like that 19 and a half. I caught earlier this year was an, an old fish like it. I let it go and probably the next day it spawned and then just floated down the river and got eaten by something because it was about to go. So, so Jimmy's in the chat and he said, uh, I changed his life with fried walleye. And it's like, anytime he talks about coming up here, he's like, can we go to that fish fry again, bro? Get some walleye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. Like no problem. No problem. But, uh, no, it's always interesting, man. Like yeah, what was it last week or something on K kayak bass fishing page like guys were freaking out some because some guy kept a few large mouth and then like yeah, just, it started this whole it. thread of guys like posting pictures of yeah. large mouth that they kept you know and I, i've never yeah. been the one like i don't judge like if you pay your license and you keep your specific limit like all about it dude like it's up to you, but yeah, the, uh, who am I to judge? And, and you I don't know that person's situation either, dude. That could be like feeding his family for a week, you know, like you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't disagree, and I won't like in that sense, I won't judge. What I hate is when I'm on the river or something, and I see a group, like a family group, cast netting smallmouth. Yeah, that's what like bugs me. And mm -hmm. yes, Brad, I know harvesting is good for fisheries. That doesn't mean I have to like it. So, so I got a, I got a perfect proof of this right here. And, and it's interesting, right? Like Jay has fished my home lake. Brad's fished it. Uh, a bunch of other people, man. Like the fishery I live on here is absolutely phenomenal. But I remember mm -hmm. we're going back probably 12, 13 years, maybe even more. The first time I ever fished out here, it was just the whole lake was 12 to 14 inch bass. You couldn't find a bass over 14 inches, like to save your life. Mm -hmm. And um, so what they did is they uh, put a harvest on 12 to 14 inch bass for like two years to kind of thin it out. And like the explanation I kind of got was, uh, you know, um, you got to kind of thin the herd so the the bigger ones can get bigger and the smaller ones can, can grow because they're all just, you know, not being able to forage, so to speak. Um, but it, it was super interesting. And uh, now you go out and I could find 12 to 14 inch fish for sure up shallow in the grass, but I can also go out and catch 10 fish over 18 inches in like three hours, bro. Like, it's pretty fun, bro. It's yeah, like it sounds it's style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely some truth to that because guys who I've got a buddy whose grandma has a pond on her farm, and he's like, "Yeah, there's just a bunch of like 12 inch fish," and I was like, "Because you have too many fish in there." He's like, "Well, what do you mean?" I was like, "Well, if there's a bunch of 12 inch fish, those 12 inch fish bass are bass are super. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of?" Uh, uh, like situational how they grow so if they have a, if there's a ton of fish they'll stay smaller so they can stay peppy and they can yeah. keep up with bait fish so they can because they're fighting forty thousand other fish for sure you know the twenty thousand forage species are in there and i 
literally told him this three or four years ago, take some of those 12 inches. He's like, well, I'm not going to eat them. I was like, yeah, just go release them in the river or something. You know, I mean, you got the river runs through your property, just transfer some fish. And he did, and he can go out there now and he can catch 20s because he has less fish. I mean, he did a whole summer, every 12 to 14 inch fish he caught, he transferred or put it in a buddy's lake or something. Sure. And his fish size has gone up in just two years. So James Wright in the chat says, saw similar practice with the halibut up in Alaska. You need those big females to produce big fish. And then uh, Jimmy said, too many of the same size class are a problem. Harvesting also helps weed out the fish that don't have the big fish genetics. Hence the reason why the Texas Lunker program is very effective. That program is awesome for those listening and watching. If you haven't read up on that, go read up on the Lunker program in Texas. They, uh, they basically like if you catch uh, and Jimmy comment, if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I read it, but if you catch a fish over 10 pounds, they DNR asks you to bring it to them. Yeah. And then they breed that fish to keep those big fish genetics and they put it back into the lakes. And that's awesome. Like that's, that's how you make a trophy body of water. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's super cool, man, especially nowadays, you know, with the advancements in technology and being able to, like, do that. You know what I mean? It, it's made some, I mean, just look at Texas, dude. It's between them and Florida, you know, it's uh, the amount of, of giant bass between those two and even California, right? Because I think bass are an invasive species in California, right? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I think if they were, or they, if they still are, people might not look at them like that anymore just because the possible world records come out of there like almost three times. It's always some technicality of why it doesn't win. And it goes back to that dude out in Japan. Um, but I think the nation records from clear Lake for the U S so, uh brad says i need to read up on fish genetics i don't really know how it works and james wright like chimed in before i could say it but um you know i'm pretty sure brad may have never had sex but yes that's uh when when mommy fish and daddy fish you know get together and he squirts his juice on her eggs you know that's how how you reproduce brad um yeah that that's where the genetics come from well, I think people are overlooking too. Like you know, uh, reproduction is incredibly hindered in situations. I mean, because bass obviously will cannibalize their own, you know, their own, their own, uh, uh, you know, fish or you know, same yeah. types, whatever, you know, bass and all that. So, um, and that goes with anything. So, you, you, there's got to be. I mean, a lot of those culling limits have you know scientific, um, you know, research behind it. So, I mean. You know, and I mean, and it's not always the same everywhere. I, I, I mean, I would assume in some of the bigger, you know, more like trophy lakes, you're going to see that more. And maybe there's just a blanket over other lakes. But I mean, I mean, you know, the, the DNRs, they're looking at that stuff, too. I mean, and I know it hurts to see that. And I, I see the same things, too, man. I mean, people start laying out largemouth bass and you see a smallmouth and, you know, yeah. people just start going berserk. You know, and Dude, it, hurt, and but think, it hurts. It does. I just see yeah. it. And I like my heart hurts. Like it's not, it's like how people who don't like to hunt when I kill a deer, it's, yeah. I feel like yeah. that's how they feel. And sure. I, I can, understand. that's how they feel. I feel bad for them. Cause that sucks. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I just smoked this deer at 30 yards with a 300, you know, grain broadhead and just right. explode. I'm just pumped because I killed it Yeah, because I have meat and they're the same way I am with largemouth. 
Like if I see someone yeah. with a largemouth stringer, I'm just like, I just hate you. I was going to say, hold on one second. I was gonna say, to that point with the deer, nobody ever talks about when the DNR has those rifle weekends when it's just people who are licensed to help the DNR thin the herd. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's now publicized yeah. and people don't realize that's going on. But if there aren't enough hunters, that is going on too. So, yep. I mean, it's going to happen yeah, regardless. We, we, we could go down a whole rat <laughs> yeah. hole. All so fired up because the county I grew up in in Illinois used to be, uh, what was it, number six on the Boone and Crockett list. And I don't remember Ooh. if that was nationwide or statewide. I think statewide it was like number three, but they started building more houses. Deer had nowhere to go. Insurance companies got pissed off from all the claims of hitting deer. And, you know, so they started sharpshooter programs in this BSCWD crap. Um, yep. And just, you know, completely annihilated the herd. And it, it's yeah. bad. And they I opened think, up uh, hunting and uh, forest reserves too. Yeah. Well, yeah, and James Wright chiming in. He said, nobody's hitting a smallie with their Honda either. Well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's not my fault that you have a small car that would get decimated by a deer. But but like, in the same respect, right? Like you get excited about the meat, the guy keeping the small mouth or the large mouth could be just getting yeah. just as excited as you oh, shooting a deer, and, you know. Oh, I like, know, and yeah. they and they are. I just I I just I don't know. It just hurts deep down. But what you're talking about that county, I want to say I listened to that on the meat eater podcast like six months ago. They they were talking of they, they did a tangent like we've done six times on the show already. Sure. And they just went down a rabbit hole and they started talking about that to where the sharpshooter programs and everything. And I was like, man, yeah. they're like, yeah, it like decimated the herd and whatnot. Well, and what was jacked up about that and and it's still jacked up is like you know, they were killing piles of deer. Well, why didn't you extend the season or open it to the hunters? Mm-hmm. Now you're bringing in income. Hunters are being able to harvest the meat feed their families instead you know the the state or the counties paying some yahoo to drink a 12 pack of bush and sit out there with a freaking long range rifle mm-hmm. and over a bait pile which spreads cwd so which is even stupider mm-hmm. you know so you're you're basically replicating what is causing this allegedly and uh you know, it's costing the state money rather than bringing in income by letting guys like us three go out and set up a stand in the trees. And I, I, I would offer a devil's advocate. Pedestal. I would I would offer a devil's advocate reply to that, though. There are less hunters oh, than there were would, in the past. You would? You anti-hunting just, son of a bitch. I, I'm just saying, man. It's like there's, there's less hunters. People go out there and hunt so they can stop this crap. <laughs> No, yeah, I was about to say it, that. Get it going. <laughs> I mean, well, you're, you're not too right. Like, <laughs> let's let's talk about that for a minute because of COVID. You know, fishing license sales in pretty much every state in the country went through the roof, and it was the same with hunting licenses too. Like, there's a lot of people getting back out in the woods and back out on the water. Um, so, I mean, that's where you may be seeing some of this stuff. So, I mean, again, like we've always said on the podcast, like we try to educate as much as possible and, you know, that's that. But 
Um, or if you see some guy on the, the freaking water and he's got 10 smallmouth on a stringer, try not to kill him and just tell him he's an idiot and he kept too many fish. Shark so, hooks. That should go well. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, shark. I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to Paddle and Finn will probably want to hurt the guy in some shape or form. You know what I mean? Uh, Uh, We're all small moth fans here. And now... I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just, you know, if a guy keeps one, all right, I'm fine with that. Just don't keep a 20. Or an all right, Brad. Keep, keep I see a your 14. comments. Do it. You don't have, I to, can see you don't have to troll us, Brad. Yeah, stop yeah, trolling. Brad, Brad, taking me we're, off. <laughs> we're on the same team, Brad. Just stop. It'll be okay, Mr. Awkward. We'll go back to talking <laughs> shit about you. Say we'll get Allie on, and then she can explain why you're so awkward. That poor that woman, be a fun dude. Show. I don't. I, I, I feel don't for understand her. what she sees in him. That poor I, girl. I, I'm just saying, you know, there's he's so awkward. There's got to be something. All I gotta say is <laughs> he must be hung like a horse or something. That's what I was getting to. Oh, without I mean, family show, but I'm yeah, just saying. yeah, I'm I mean, just saying. It's gotta hey, be something. Hey. <laughs> just saying. Keep it clean. Know, yeah, Keep it clean. There's a 12 year old that just heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest. It's not the the world I grew up at twelve. He's heard worse on like ABC. Um. um like, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. I'm just sure. saying. But say when I was growing up, the Guardian was the thing, and words got turned into other words, and that's what every <laughs> no matter who what you believed or what was that was out there. Now, all no hands, no no bars. It's just whatever yeah. you want to be on TV is on TV. So the kid knows. Don't worry. No, oh, Ryan. Oh, he's got full access. On Ryan Dahl in the house. What's up, brother? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, gonna, no. Ryan's gonna get a nasty email from some parent later tonight. Yeah, yeah. my kid was listening to that, and you asked me what hung like a horse means. <laughs> just say it's not you, buddy, and then just call it good, you know, call Wilbur. That's a old one. <laughs> Brad, Brad says he's cracking up. That's probably because realistically, it's like three inches. <laughs> oh man. We... <laughs> All right, enough, enough. We're we're winding down. We're winding down. Aww. It's it's been like an hour, man. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on, dude, and you're doing something kind of cool and different, and I wanted to bring it up because I've noticed it. Um, like on all your Facebook posts and stuff, man, you've been like tagging the podcast with links, your sponsors, stuff like that, and I don't see a ton of people doing that, and I thought it was super cool. It was unique and it was different. So, like, what kind of like made you do that? And, and and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I think it's fucking badass that you're doing that, dude. Yeah. So I just kind of when I started, like you said earlier, going downhill with the kayak stuff. I started talking. You know, I had a couple companies I was talking to, and like everything, I'm not a huge fan of like the big pro staffs. Um, there's a <laughs> there's. <laughs> Poquito. Oh man! All right, uh, <laughs> I'll call Poquito Hicks. <laughs> uh, this has been a great uh, show. This yeah, been I'm, great. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 
I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the pro staffs to where like for I don't I'm not going to name drop any companies, but there's one company out there that me and Brad make fun of all the time. And I'm sure most of us do to where they have like 40,000 people on their pro staff. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan of that because I was like, well, I don't have to do anything to get on it. I just have to buy their stuff and I get a little discount. So like the companies that I either reach out to like um I still can't pronounce their name. I've been with them for like two and a half years. I can't pronounce their name, but uh, I call, I say Biome Power, which it's Bio what, Brian? Bioinno. Bio yep. So Bioinno Power, I reached out to to them and said, hey, you know, I'm starting tournaments, which was, was two years ago. And last year I was fishing a lot more than I have this year, but um, talked to them. It's like, yeah, I'm looking for a battery sponsor. And they reached back out, sent me a battery and it's, you know, so I want to make sure I'm posting you know, show some appreciation for that and help build their brand. Cause you know, I, I mean, I'm pro staffed on a couple teams and it's at the end of the day, pro staff means promotional staff, not professional staff. So yep. I, I think it's like my job or not duty, but like to help promote the brand and give them a post. I'm not, I'm not the one to think, Hey, I've got this product and I'm going to shove it down your throat every post with my 10% discount code. But if it's something I I'm sponsored by or pro staff by, and I believe in the product, I'm going to talk about it. And then there's, there's stuff that I use that I'm not sponsored by or pro staff by. And I talk about that stuff too. Sure. So, you know, it's, it's last night on uh bass thumbs. He had the owner of uh rogue on. Yep. And he was saying the same things about that. I was like, Hey, you know, obviously it's promotional staff. You want to promote them, but, I'm not a huge fan of shoving stuff down people's throat and I'm the same <laughs> way. Like I'm not, I'm not promoted by catch at yeah, all, sure. but they make a great product. Uh, and rogue makes a great product, which now I have because I've lost two catch boards in the last year and a half. Uh, <laughs> I told you I'd send you a tether, bro. <laughs> I know you did. I know. And I had it. What's bad is I had a tether on it Saturday. <laughs> I know. You I just, just got to make sure you clip it together. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So I got the Titan, uh, because I posted a picture of my new catch board and I'm not sponsored by them at all, but they make a superior product and I'm, I'm a big fan of it. There's other things on the market that does the same thing, but just not as good. And underneath that post, you know, the people who support me or help me get product or stuff. Yeah. I want to make sure they get a little recognition. Um, some people aren't huge fans of that to where they have like all their pro staffs and the bios and whatnot. But I mean, those, they've supported me and they've helped me out and like paddle and Finn, I'm, I'm proud to be on the podcast. I, I, it's, it's dope. It's, uh, another like Brad would laugh when I say it's, it's choice, man, the whole podcast and everyone on its choice. It's a good group of people that I think I said when we were at Dale hollow, I'd only been on, I think I'd been three shows and then I was yeah, hanging out so with everyone nice. there. Yeah. yeah. I was hanging out with everybody there and I was like, man, this is the camaraderie I get from being on it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to support it. Cause it's something I, I like, I think we do some great stuff and we have some great info to get out to anglers and hunters. So no, for sure. No, it's something cool. And like I said, I've, I've noticed it, um, you know, quite a bit recently, like, you know, I always see your stuff pop up in my feed and like, you know, I should start doing some of that, you know, cause it's, it's kind of laid out how we do it in the show notes for all the podcasts and stuff. Like, guys that are watching on facebook and youtube right now like all our podcast sponsors and links and stuff are are in the show notes like that and uh and then i saw you doing that and i was like oh that's kind of cool i like that it's you know you're saying hey like i work with these companies without saying hey 
I work with these companies, you know, it's yeah. more of like, go check these folks out and if you like it, great. If not, you know, whatever. But, uh, no, I like that aspect, man, that approach it's in, like I said, it's different. I'm not really seeing anybody else doing it that way, which is uh super cool, man. It's, it's nice to be, uh, the guy making waves, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just floating down the same river that all of us are. I'm just doing it a little bit different. Um, it's just, uh, I learned it. From, it's funny. I learned how to do that from back and watching YouTube stuff back in the day. Sure. Before it got super gimmicky and whatnot, which there's still some I watch. But if they were talking about a product, they'd link it. And it would save me time to click yeah. the link oh, instead yeah. of typing it and all that. And that's, well, that's like, why I do it. It's just a time yeah. saver. Yeah. It's like uh, tactical bassing, you know, like every episode they link all the baits in the, in the show notes. And like that has saved me a ton of time too. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I got to get those. And like, I just go like, and I remember right before we went to Dale Hollow, right? Because there's these, um, I forget, I always forget who makes them, but uh, the tactical bassin guys, um, they made this small swim bait head and I love them. And that's what I was catching all my fish on on Dale Hollow. And I needed to reorder every spring. I go through all my tackle and I was like, oh shit, like we got Dale Hollow coming up. I'm going to need those. So I went through and restocked and I'm like, I couldn't find it to save my life on (laughs) on tackle warehouse. So I went back to the tactical bass and video and bam, right there in the show notes, found the swim bait heads. And I was like, all right, now we're talking, you know? Yeah, I do it for myself too. Like I'll, I'll post stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, I really like this. And then I'll forget about it because my brain just sucks now. I don't remember stuff anymore. And I'll go back to my posts and I'll be like, oh, I've got a post link. And I'll click it. And I'm like, thank God. (laughs) Ryan Dahl hit it on the head. Dirty jigs, guppy heads. Yes, those are them, my man. Those are them 100%. (laughs) Jimmy, Jimmy's saying I don't need any more tackle. Uh, I've actually been good on tackle, dude. I've been, I've been pretty, pretty calm. I uh, I lost all my black blue jackhammers to Northern Pike, so I had to go buy some, and I only I only bought two, and usually I would buy four or five. So, I'm, yeah, I've been I a good boy. I've been a I good haven't boy. got to that point. Like when uh, I worked at Camping World, it used to be Gander Outdoors. When yep. they got rid of all the fun stuff, because I was the fishing manager. Sure, they put all the fishing stuff ninety percent off. So I've just, but I've got tubs. I've got a Pelican cooler, a 70 quart full of plastics. It's just to the top. Like, cause I've run out of room and I got the big plane out. Like I've got this box. I haven't opened this box in like probably two or three months. I don't even remember what's in here. Like, and now that I'm looking, I needed some white Kitex on Saturday. So I found them. So, <laughs> I, found you know, them. I found them. You know, thanks, and then I've got, thanks to the podcast. Yeah. And I got this big old thing behind me just full of random crap that like, Got a bunch of Guggen baits that I need to give Jimmy, and you know, you know a bunch of stuff. Nice. And I mean, it's just you know, I, I I'm a tackle hoarder, and I'm okay with it. It's better I'm, be a tackle I, hoarder than like addicted to like crack. So I, yeah, exactly. I'm the same way, dude. Like you guys have seen the, the you know, like Jimmy said in the chat, and I roll around with a freaking tackle shop. But I've been good at like giving some stuff away and uh, starting to slim down a little bit, just 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 a little bit. But you know, sometimes you gotta uh, do that. I'm always. I found a. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the. Uh, uh, I want to say depths, but it's not depths. It's a uh, uh, Huddleston. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I found a Huddleston in my center console today. I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> like it's just there. <laughs> like I did not know a Huddleston's there yeah, in no your kidding. center. Like, like I ordered an nine inch bait, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. a nine inch. Like, what are you stuffing I, bodies I, in there? I, I opened my center console because I was getting my work keys and I pull them out and I was like, do I have a fish in here? And I was like, it doesn't smell. And I opened, I was like, oh yeah, I've been looking for that for like a month. <laughs> Yeah, found it. I found it. It's still there. I didn't grab it because I'm stupid, but it's still there. I'll probably forget it's there, and I won't put it back on. I'll find it again in two months. So. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff, man. We appreciate you hopping on tonight, man. It was uh, it was super cool to sit down, chat with you. Uh, go ahead. Shout out your socials, all that good stuff, man. So uh, the folks that may not know who you are or not follow you can do so. Yeah, so on Facebook and Instagram, just Matt Souders Fishing. And then every Thursday morning, you can catch me and Brad Hicks on the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Network. We got a last three or four shows at at the bare minimum are awesome shows just to catch you back up. But yeah, give that a look. We got some dope stuff coming up. Yeah, man. Yeah, you guys have been crushing it, man. It's uh it's super cool. Um I know me personally, I was super worried about trying to fill the old trash panda shoes and uh, <laughs> you've slid into that position quite well, my friend. And you guys have been doing awesome and uh, it's super cool, man. I like what you guys are doing and you're doing some cool stuff. And I know it's not always tough, like, or it's, it's not always easy to kind of figure out like, oh, who should we talk to this week or what should we talk about? And uh yeah, no, it's super cool, man. You guys have been putting out some quality shows for sure. I appreciate it. I don't think I'll ever fill old Josh's shoes, but I'm filling them best I can. I got some sock stuff in the front, so it makes it look like I am. You you guys are your own separate entities, man. Like nobody could ever be the trash panda, that is for <laughs> sure. But uh yeah, no, it's cool. Mr. Randall, final thoughts. Got I have great to see you guys. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was like, no, it's good to see you guys, man. It's a good time, you know. You know, I got to see. I got to get down there. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, down. we should well, just. You know, we should give just me a little have a meetup. You know, but yeah, we should, we should just plan a huge meetup down at uh, Jay's place. We'll yep. advertise it on all the other segments of the podcast, and yeah, not let's not one, so let's Jay not let him know. know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. just and let me build my garage you know, first. <laughs> Hundred people show up at Jay's house. It'll be great. Yeah. Bunch be of great. trucks and trailers full of kayaks. Where are we going, man? Hey, let me let me. The joke will be on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Parking is at a is at a premium here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the side, of Jimmy the says, side. "Let's take over Jay's house before I cast." I'm game. I'm game. Yeah, Let's, do Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, guys, gals, if you jumped in late, you could always go back, rewatch this show on Facebook, YouTube, gets uploaded to the podcast platforms uh, as soon as we jump off here. So it'll be live in the next half hour, 45 minutes or so. And uh, yeah, no, appreciate you guys. Uh, next week is going to be a unique show you're not going to want to miss. Uh, next week is Father's Day. So I got a pretty cool guest lined up. It's going to be a fun show. I'm sure a few swear words are going to slip out in this one. Uh, some stories are going to be told. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. 
We're here every Thursday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 5 o'clock out on the West Coast. As always, boys and girls, deadlines, smooth paddling. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.